Mike Jones, who? And Paul Wall, too. The guy that made the grills famous. <laughs> he sold more grills than the George Foreman. Dude. What? <laughs> Swear. <laughs> God, George Foreman grills. Oh, this, so we're it. This is it. This is it, dude. Welcome to episode four. Yes, sir. Yes, the sir. Complex Minds pod. Shall we say that? We've already released our first episode. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't, go check it out. Facts. I mean, if you're listening to this thing, you definitely probably already listened to the first one, second one, hopefully, and the third one, and the fourth one. And here we are. Here we are. So this is episode four, and just FYI, we're going to be recording and posting our podcast on iTunes too, so Apple Podcasts. Uh, we'll be adding the link to our IG, you know, Complex Minds Pod follow us and then honestly we've been enjoying you guys I've, we've had some cool feedback we've actually had some cool conversations through the um through the ig it's been cool hope you guys have been enjoying us so far yeah i, I mean to be transparent with like the listeners we've recorded our first three episodes before we released our first one first episode <laughs> yeah so um yeah we we weren't really trying to do that but it kind of just happened because of technical difficulties Dude, what difficulties do Dude, stop. We don't have weaknesses, dude. Well, we this do. is a perfect podcast. We're here. I appreciate that, Oscar. Freaking God. Negative ass Nancy over here. <laughs> negative Nancy. Am I being negative or am I being truthful? <laughs> Asshole. God, truthful. God, God dude. That they don't want to hear the truth, dude. They don't want to hear the truth. I thought we were wrong. We are, dude. Yeah, we are. We're pretty we're raw, really honest. We live double lives. You sure do. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever lived a double life? I feel like I have. Me too, of course. Because, like, Excuse I mean, me. you wanted to be like, well, I come from a Christian background, so I wanted to be like Jesus. But obviously, I felt way, way short of that. You wanted to be like Jesus, but or <laughs> acted like the devil. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's exactly right. I mean, stupid devil. I mean, I think that's kind of normal for a lot of Christian people. Yeah. Feeling like they live double lives sometimes. Yeah, I see that. Hypocrisy. Or... By who though? The Pharisees. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Nerd. The fa- <laughs> you say the fairies, dude? Uh, the fairies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, so on today's episode, guys, we'll be actually be talking on our first topic. And that is emotions. I'm glad we're going to have our first topic instead of just bullshitting the whole time. <laughs> we did have topics. It was, it was our individual. <laughs> yeah, it was our character. It was who we are. No, yeah. yeah. So, so, yeah, man. I mean, it's still going to be a lot of bullshit in there, but it's going to be fun. This is going to be bullshit around one topic, not individually us. So that's going to be fun. No, we're, we're going to get deep. Whoa. Yeah. Nice. Are we? I thought we were just going to say surface level. Shallow. I'm kind of la- lazy shallow. to go deep. <laughs> I hate shallow people. Well, get out. <laughs> God, dude. So, yeah, man. Let's get, get into it. So, emotions, huh? Emotions? I don't have oh, any. Oh, hell no. We're done. Close why, why that? I have why none. Did, who chose that one? I'm sorry. I'm not going to be part of this topic. I'm emotionally <laughs> unavailable. <laughs> um, but, dude. I mean... That's why you have a podcast? What? Because <laughs> I like to talk a lot of shit, dude. That's what I'm <laughs> so that's what we're here for. That's Makes what sense. we're here for. Nah, um, I mean, like, what what did emotions kind of like mean? 
what did it mean for you guys growing up? As jeez, jeez, that's I mean, a deep well ass question, dude. Growing well. up, you oh. go first, fool. <laughs> nah, what the hell? I asked the question. Oh my god. Uh, okay, I'll go first. Um, I think emotions were definitely something complicated. I, uh, you know, again, if you guys heard my story. Uh, I come from a very, di- uh, very divorced. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> very divorced. <laughs> there's, there's levels, dude. <laughs> there's levels. <laughs> Separated, divorced. There's a difference. <laughs> Anyways, no. So I come from a divorced family. So I think my both my parents at the time uh, or the early stages of the divorce had different upbringings regarding emotions. I had my mom, who um, I guess acknowledged or was very fond of me expressing my emotions or trying to, whether my dad was more like, you know, typical man at the time, right? He was a typical machista and was like, yeah, men don't cry or don't cry or whenever I get in trouble, I wasn't allowed to cry or anything, you know, because then I'll get my ass beat more, right? So I think it was very confusing, Um, very, very confusing growing up. I think there's, there was definitely a stigma of me. If people who know me, I'm very, I'm a very emotional guy. I believe. Yo, I'm sensitive. <laughs> but no, no. Seriously, just, I guess, consider it an emotional guy. And I got, I think, I wouldn't say, I guess bully. I hate using that word. But I guess I got ridiculed for it. You know, I got picked on a lot for being too emotional sometimes or too sensitive uh, with cousins, uh, you know, friends, etc. So, yeah, I think it's emotions. It's something that can really depict on what meaning you know, so it's kind of hard to answer that question, you know, mm-hmm. you know, at least for me. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I feel like you kind of had at least one support, right? Like your mom always kind of wanted to know, hey, what are you feeling? Hey, what's going on? Kind of checking in with you. And and then like, well, you know, like any other dad, right? Like, oh, well, stop crying. You're not a, you're not a girl. Mm-hmm. You're you're a man. Right. You're just like a six year old kid. And no, right. you're a man. So, I mean, that's that's cool. I, I think the fact that, like, your mom was able to kind of, like, always check in. Because um, yeah. not a lot of women do that. Right. Right? Because, you know, there's always that kind of, like, thought, like, no, well, I'm I'm trying to build a man, not not a young girl. Right? Right. Um, and that's, that's a perspective that moms have all the time, too. What about you, Oscar? What, what, was, what's it, what was it like for you? Um, well, my dad was um, a very serious person. He never really expressed his emotions. But other than that, um, my mom was way more emotional. And I think I take that from her. Like, I'm an emotional person. I think she poured a lot of her emotions into <clears throat> my life. I was the closest to my mom, and I think that's why I get that side of her. Yeah. So, for well, me, it mm-hmm. was... It was, I would say, I have a good relationship with emotions, I think. But even as you grow older, you tend to just see emotions differently. You process differently depending on what you're going through. Well, for sure. Definitely. Sounds like both of you were kind of like closer to your moms. Yeah. Too. Most definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I love my mom. Mm. Yeah, I have a, I would say like, um, I'm going to say this on air. I'm a mama's boy. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I am a truly mama's boy. I think because I just saw her growing up and and I remember my dad would kind of like 
and this is just to say his story, but in a respectful way, you know, because he's a different person now. Like how he is, his his relationship dynamic with my mom is is just way different. Um, but just seeing her uh, kind of like be verbally mistreated by my dad, it mm-hmm. just made me be like, okay, I'm going to protect any woman in my life, especially obviously the one that, you know, gave birth to me. Yeah, right. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's why I'm close to my mom, and I think that's why I'm a mama's boy as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I think I came from like a very emotional... unavailable like uh i don't want to say set of parents but definitely my dad definitely my dad uh i it's a joke that like me and my 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 siblings have where we're just like i think this fool's a robot like like i've never seen my dad cry ever no way never never seen him cry never, until this day until this day i've never really? seen him cry. i swear uh there is a time where i was i was out like i was still in uh in at northridge <clears throat> And then my mom calls me like, hey, your dad had an accident. And I was like, what? Like, I got scared because, like, the, my mom, the way she said it, it just sounded like, oh, he's, he died. But he, I was like, <laughs> like I was like, yeah. And I was like, wait, what? And then she's wait. like, um, no, he's at the hospital. Can you just go help, like, be there for him? Whatever. Yeah. Cool. So I drive my myself from Northridge all the way to Gardena. Um, and, like... There, he basically had like a a steel tire or wheel fall and like it hit his like toe, one of his fat toes from his Ooh. from his feet. So like I, I have a picture I'll show you guys later. But um, the the doctor that was helping him out, like my dad was just sitting back. Just imagine like some guy like on a lazy chair with his foot up and like a doctor at the end of it, kind of just like just man like moving around his toe that's all bloodied all bruised up mm-hmm. and like my dad's just like boof, just like straight up just like not like not at all phased. not phased and like so, <laughs> the doctor he pulls me to the side he's like oh you're his son and i'm like yeah but he's like blah blah blah, blah right and he's like man dude like your dad's one tough son of a bitch dude <laughs> <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> yeah. and i'm like really why how come he's like he did not shed one tear dude and i'm like uh, that's my dad for you like that's crazy. and like I, I would have been crying i'm i'm telling you, i would have been crying but now nah, this dude like i've like i said like i've never seen him cry Damn. i see my mom cry like you know um usually from like whenever there's like a loss in the family but if there's like she won't really cry from anything else mm. and um and I think that's definitely affected the way that I kind of respond to how I let out my emotions. Mm. Um, and it's definitely affected the way that emotions are in my relationship. Yeah. So it kind of begs to question and answer or ask the question, would you say that your upbringings have a lot to do with how we handle our emotions as an adult? You know, I think, you know, I don't know what you guys think. How does that play a role in your life? I think in relationships and friendships and work environment, anything. Would you say they play a major role? Yes. Nice. 100%. Okay, okay we're moving forward. Okay. <laughs> no, I mean, well, yeah, dude. Like, 
I think just imagine like growing up and being told, oh, don't be emotional, don't cry. The only emotion that is kind of okay is being angry, right? And, you know, sometimes we don't realize that our anger is just a mask for our sadness hmm. because we're not allowed to be sad. We're not allowed to cry. Hmm. So we channel our sadness through anger. Okay. So it's quick. It's, it's would you say that anger... It, Angry is just another mess on top of the re- one of the real um, emotions that you're actually feeling. I think so. I mean, like, I feel like there is a natural anger, but for the most part, it's masked. It, I remember, um, like, a couple years ago, like, maybe like a year or two years ago, like, um, they told me anger isn't really an emotion. It's kind of, like, secondary. Hmm, interesting. What would you say would be a primary emotion to that? Would you say sadness? Yeah, I like sadness. Okay. Hmm, that's very interesting. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Would you say that's why it's like frustrated, right? You know, like frustration. Frustration is not an emotion. It's more like it derives from anger. Like, does that kind of coincide like, like that? It's like a reaction. Reaction, right? Yeah. <clears throat> oh, wow. That's interesting. Uh, so would you say that due to your parents raising you, have you had a lot of difficulties now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not like again. Like I feel like I I mentioned it in the in, in the previous podcast when you guys were asking me all the questions. Mm. I'm not really an angry person, mm-hmm. so I think I try to always mask my emotions through happiness. Where I'm like, I'm always happy. I'm always just like this jolly old fella just walking by, minding his own <laughs> damn business. But I, I mean, I try to be happy all the time. Um, but I've, I've came to realize that that's very difficult to maintain. To maintain, like I'm just happy all the time, and it's yeah. just like, no, you're, we're, no, we're probably not. We're probably not. And it's okay, right? It's, it's okay to not to be happy all the time, because you know if. If you're happy all the time, then you wouldn't really understand what happiness is. Because right. you gotta understand what sadness is to be happy. Okay. Right? But I think it it like to go jump back to the question that you gave, I think it did affect I mean, I know it did affect like my relationship early on, even even to this day. Um, where I need to be very intentional making myself making myself emotionally available. Mm-hmm. Because I know Julie has told me like Hey, what's going on? Hey, check in. Hey, hey this, hey that. And it it was really tough at first. Cause like no no one asked, like, hey, what's wrong? Right? I mean, it was never that was just that was just an awkward question, like between yeah. friends or family, like, hey, like, you good? Hey, are you how have you doing? And so, the response has always been, Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, easy. Mm-hmm. Like, why do I have to like burden other people with the, the shit that I'm mm-hmm. going through? That's I think it's, it kind of, we feel like it's a weakness. And I think for me, I struggle with that because I feel like, why am I going to share this? If at the end of the day, I could look weak, I could look, uh, people could use this against me. Mm -hmm. Uh, Do people want to hear my problems? Do people want to hear what I'm going through? Do people want to know, Mm. hey, I'm not doing good? You know, because sometimes I feel like I give off that impression of, okay, I I am good. I know what I'm doing. I got my life together. 
I'm always smiling, you know, and people tell me those things. Oh, you're always happy. You're always smiling. And it kind of like, okay, you got it. You want to live up to that standard. Mm-hmm. And then. Yeah. You're, go ahead. You're, you're kind of like a model to people, right? Like, right. Um, yeah. people expect like, I don't, yeah. Like kind of like a model like or representation of like happiness yeah. where people kind of like, assume oh this guy's always happy so let me let me feed off of that i i don't know if you've ever kind of had that before and i want to i want to live up to that standard and it's like if i don't if i feel like i'm not living to it it almost triggers something inside of me a sense of Mm -hmm. like i don't know like what am i doing what's wrong with me and then it feels like should i even share because mm. if people know that I'm not happy, you know, or upset or frustrated or, you know, angry or in a sense for me, it's a lot of sad. Like there's moments where I do get sad and mm. that for me is like, I don't know how to communicate it sometimes mm. because I'm like, I can't, can I can I be sad? Is it okay to feel this way? Mm-hmm. And if not, it's like, how do, you know, like I can get myself out of this mm-hmm. without talking about it, right? Which I've done a lot in my life because my parents, like if you think about it, like the most people that you want to talk to, right, are the people closest to you, right? And in your family dynamic, it was never you talked about, your dad never asked you, my dad never asked me, right? How are you feeling? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like we never talked about it with my siblings. I never, I think the only person I would talk to about it the most, but it had to be until I grew up a little bit and I was already in my 20s asking my mom, how are you doing, mom? You know, mm. how are you feeling? Mm. You know, but then again, it's like, even if you tell somebody those things, like, do they really understand? Are they just kind of like just asking to ask it, you know, or do they really want to know what's going on? Are they willing to listen? Like all these things race through my mind. Talking about my emotions. Yeah, go ahead. No, no. Um, I think you touched on a lot. Actually, <laughs> it kind of. I. I, I yeah, had to slow it down, man. Yeah, dude, chill. Okay. <laughs> actually, you you made. I thought of a question, then every time you kept speaking, I was like, damn, there's another good question I wanted to ask. I think the first one that came to mind would be like, you want to live up to that standard, but my question would be why. Mm. You know, because my question is, is that a standard? that you set on yourself because it naturally came from you or is it a a standard that subconsciously came, you know, came over you because of the people? And I think you have to, uh, I think my question would be like, are you really doing this for yourself or are you doing it because you feel the pressure of it? Mm -hmm. You know, Um, that would be my question, you know, and um, I think it's, I think it's both because I feel like, yeah, I've gotten that whatever thing, titles stamped on me, I guess you can say, or you said, mm-hmm. like, people think you're some role model of it. Yeah, they, like, kind of look up to you. Yeah. So, of course, you want to live up to that personal, right? Like, personally, it's almost like a challenge of, you know what, I, I, I could choose to be this way regardless of my situation, regardless of whatever I'm going through in the moment, I could choose Mm -hmm. to be happy, choose to smile to people. Um, But I feel like 
I channeled more the sense of living to the expectation more than I'm actually doing it for myself. So when I do feel that inside of me, I need to say something. I need to share my sadness. That's what I've been practicing now in my life. I need mm-hmm. to I need to let it out because it's hurting me more than it's actually helping me. So the smiling and the almost forcing myself to be happy is not helping my my health, you know, my mm-hmm. mental health. Right. Do, do you ever feel like whenever you're having like a shitty day and then someone's like, hey, you're not you. Do you feel like you're letting people down? Yeah. A hundred percent. Like, I don't know. Like for me, it, it even messes with me. It messes with my brain. It messes mm-hmm. with my day because I do want to be that person. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like I have been that person for my family. Like if I can really open up to you guys and be vulnerable, you know, maybe my brother's listening and I'm going to share a little bit of a story. Um, my little One of my youngest brothers, like he went through just a, a tough moment in his life with like depression. Mm-hmm. And then um, I just had to be there for him. And in that moment, I remember him telling me things of like, you know, in the, him questioning his life. And there were just moments where, I mean, I didn't even know what to do, but I just knew I have to be that person for his life. I have to support him. I have to be happy. I have to figure out, even if I'm not feeling great, I'm going to push through for him Mm -hmm. because that's just what I feel like I bring to my family. I feel like I've been a huge emotional support for my family. Yeah. You know, like all of them, like asking them how they're doing, what are they feeling, because that's something that has awakened inside of me of this is so important. We should have conversations with the people around us about how they're feeling because they do want to mm-hmm. say it. They just feel if I say it, what's going to happen? Is it going to be used against me? Exactly. Right. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I think I, I know what you're talking about or you you kind of need to be, again, like be there for that person. Where it's like, I might I might be having a shitty day, shitty week, even month. And you still need to be there emotionally for people. I, I definitely get that. Like, And that's where it, it gets dangerous because then there's, there's a possibility of getting burnt out, right? Yeah. And then our mental status becomes in jeopardy because we want to help and support other people. Um, but what about you, Kevin? Like, I feel like... I, again, I feel like we're all one in the same sort of. But what is it like when when you're not feeling a hundred percent, right? And like a lot of people are kind of like looking up to you to be like this happy Kevin, like hugging and like smiling. But like, do you ever feel like shit? This is just a mask. Yeah. I really don't feel like hugging people. I really don't feel like talking to someone right now. But you just need to. Um. Yeah. I- uh, yeah, so, like, in regards to being that person, if you know me, you know how I am. I, I just, the way I express my love or my joy or happiness is always through, it always has been, like, hugging. It's very touch, I guess, you know, just being there. Um, I Almost like Oscar, sometimes I end up putting that subconscious pressure over me. Uh, well, people expect me to be like this. And... Um, the thing, the issue about me is that I'm not much of a poker face. I, you can tell when I'm pissed. You can tell when I'm upset. You can tell when I'm lost in thought. You can tell when I'm not 
fully there. And it's something that over the years I've kind of practiced. I would try to practice to control because even being in um, management positions before, that was always my issue. It's, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. It's your demeanor. Mm-hmm. And <coughs> pardon me, sorry. Thanks for, I just ruined the podcast. Anyways. Um, so you're saying that you have a resting bitch face. Go ahead. I, I, yeah. RBF. Bless you. <laughs> I, I really don't, actually. I think I'm always smiling. Um, but no, there's times where, honestly, there's times where I hug people, not because I generally want to hug them. It's because I want to hug for myself. Mm. And it's and it's times where I do that, and I it's it gets complicated. I think when I was in my unhealthiest emotionally, I would grow more frustrated when when I felt that return, you know, affection, and uh, that was tough, you know, because I'm such an affectionate person, you mm-hmm. know, at least when it comes to um, friendships or just people I don't know. I'm, that's just who I am. But no, man, it's definitely hard because i think my biggest emotion that i have uh, is i'm actually always angry mm. i think i'm always angry and um i do mask it with happiness or i think i channel my anger through through sub- suppressing the anger and more like you know what i have control over my emotions so i'm gonna choose happiness but sometimes that works sometimes i feel like i grow more frustrated so i just cheer or laugh or even fake laugh even when i'm with patients mm-hmm. i think there's my patients don't notice it I, they see me you're so nice i'm like i'm like damn I'm, like, fuck you. I'm like fuck you're so annoying <laughs> like no for real like they're like oh my god you're so sweet thank you i'm like oh you're such an annoying ass I'm like fuck like you know like that's how i feel there's times like damn lady go home <laughs> do something you know but obviously you know i i don't say that uh well, yeah because then you get fired it's frowned upon, apparently. <laughs> would get a call from each other. Oh, don't, don't even get me started. No, I don't want to get fired. No, please. Oh, HR. Anyways. Um, I have to talk about this later. But, um, Why not me? I already told you. It's a... Okay, okay uh, whatever. Go on, go on. Anyways. Yeah, so... Yeah, man, I think I'm, I've gotten better mm-hmm. ahead of my emotions, but, man, I, I'm not where I want to be, you know, and I understand that, mm-hmm. but it's tough. I think I'm, we are, we're so excited. It's something I said last time is that I'm trying to grow in my spiritual, physically, mentally, emotionally aspect, and sometimes we see growth, which is good, so we build that momentum, right? We know where we are. We know where we come from. We know we know we don't. We know we're not where we want to be. So we sometimes are so infatuated with growth that sometimes we grow impatient instead. Some mm. seasons, some lessons take longer than others, right? So for me, I think it angers me sometimes when I'm pissed or I'm upset for like a whole week. And I was like, "Why are you like this?" I get so down on myself. Why are you being like this? Why are you being so petty? Uh, if you know me, I'm really petty. Um, or I can be very petty. Um, and so I'm so hard on myself, and then I feel like I haven't grown at all. But in reality, I have. It's mm-hmm. just I have my moments, you know? It, it just sounds like we... I say we because I struggle with it, too. Like, we have a difficulty in reflecting mm-hmm. okay. on the process, right? Like, right. I could have freaking... I don't know. 
ran 26 miles, right? I don't run. But I could have ran 26 miles. But on that 26 miles, I'm like, damn it, dude. I didn't do 50. Okay. Yeah. I didn't. And it's it's something that I know I've had to, like, I've had to work on where it's like, hey, live in the freaking moment. Live in the moment. What What is around you? Ground yourself. Understand what's going on. And it's funny the the fact that you said the whole, like, kind of going back a little bit, the whole faith, right? Because as a therapist, they they t- they tell you, hey, like, be be understanding of what what your face looks like, because just because you feel like, oh no, I'm chilling, like your your client doesn't know that at all, right? Or the people that you work with don't know that at all, and like you, I, I could have a freaking resting bitch face, and like people would be like, man, well that guy's a dick. Yeah, no. And I completely understand you because I had an old friend of mine. His name was Alexis. Uh, we went to high school. Shout out. Well, don't, don't stop with the shout out. <laughs> um, That's the first shout out in like since episode one. For yeah. real. Um, we, he was an old friend of mine. And I remember he had an RBF and I didn't realize I had an RBF. But I remember when I'm in, even now, when I'm in a mood where I'm just chilling, like literally bumming when I have... Not that I don't want to do anything, but I literally don't feel like doing anything. Mm-hmm. My face looks very like, yeah, like RBF. And I remember I got called out. Like my mom told me, like, damn, like you're over here. like she was asking me a question. I was just like, oh, nothing. I was just being like lazy about the responses. And so she went out. She went after me. She was like, what the hell is your problem? You know, like why are you so upset? And I looked at her. I'm like, I'm not upset. I'm literally, I'm literally just chilling. He said, well, you seem upset. And then mm-hmm. I was like, well, I'm getting upset now because you're assuming I'm upset. But it's crazy how unmindful we are, you know. Um, mm-hmm. It happens at work. I remember last time I made an employee cry. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, and, and the thing about it is that it was not what I said. It's just that she felt that I was trying so hard to be nice. But for mm-hmm. her, it felt like I was being so direct. And I remember my manager called me. She said, you made someone cry. I'm like, what? I'm like... All I said, hey, can you grab your cashier? There's people here. And she took it like he was so mean. He looked upset. And I was like, damn, like, my bad. When I have a thousand things in my mind, when I'm not present, my face looks like all over the place. So I think that's what she saw. But yeah, dude, I struggle with that. And, you know, it's hard. It's hard to be aware you know, I mean, I think it's hard to be aware of, in, of anything, but then that's where we have to challenge ourselves to kind of, okay, am I being in the moment? Am I not having this resting bitch face? Am I not making people cry? Right? Um, I think it's just, again, practicing it, practicing it every day. Uh, at my healthiest, I'm practicing. Re- Good going, dude. Am I? <laughs> <laughs> Too. So like, hey Siri wanted to say something, dude. Let her. No, she. Well, then She's, she could freaking buy herself a mic. Right. <laughs> um, she but, shuts us down. <laughs> we can't put our podcast on Apple. For real, dude. We get dude, sued. Don't, don't talk about Siri. Sorry, okay. Siri. For real. No, never mind. <laughs> um, but like at my healthiest, I know that something that I have in my routine, my daily morning routine, is just. Like kind of acknowledging, like okay, I'm here. I'm I'm grateful for this. I'm this. I'm this and this. And it's good. It's kind of like it serves as a reminder, and it, it definitely makes me feel like a like happier. Yeah. I feel happier whenever I'm like 
reflecting whenever I'm practicing these things, but then I get lazy, and then it's like, ugh, like I don't want, I don't want to do it or yeah. anything like that. So I kind of want to get into since we're talking about emotions, right? How do we hide our emotions? Ooh. Damn, I ah well, personally or just in general. I feel. I mean, I mean you could take it both ways. Um, <laughs> quote unquote. <laughs> Anyways, wow. <laughs> if you know, you know. Um, I think. Okay, so I think a lot of us are very easy at masking emotions. I think for us, at least for what I've seen in men, we tend to love to hide real emotions or deep conversations regarding emotions or conversations that you have to deal with emotional topics with jokes you know mm. i think okay. I, I think we've seen it all the time you know it, i don't know if for the men i don't know how it is with women but for the men we have a tendency of let's say there's a group of men chatting it up and then someone brings something a little bit more emotional a little more deep or intimate and they want to start talking and it gets a little awkward and then all of a sudden some other guy kind of just comes and says a joke and makes it funny and it kind of dismantles the whole tension, right? Mm. But in essence, it's not that they're dismantling the tension of the conversation. Yeah. They're just sabotaging it so it I won't go any guy. further. They're, they're uncomfortable. Yeah, they're uncomfortable. I hate Be- that guy. You're that guy, dude. Yeah. No. <laughs> I'm, I'm that guy. I'm definitely yeah. that guy. No, that's definitely I'm you. Defi- I'm definitely that guy. No, but and it's true. And, and it's like people do it so well because they do it subconsciously because they've done it all their lives. And if you notice, once that joke is made, that conversation stops going further. Oh, and then they just sure. start talking about something else. Right. And so I think it's like a lot of it we mask it through like laughs, smiles or anything or even toughness. Like, oh, I'm upset or I'm mad. No, you're probably just very hurt inside. And, but you want to show daddy-ish. up. daddy-ish. Yeah. That, that could play a big part. <laughs> Maybe. You know, Josh. Um, <laughs> God, dude. Um, but, you know, and for me, I think I tend to. Hmm, that's hard. I, I have other tendencies. That's what she said. Nice. Um, you should have said it. It was nice. No, go, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> um, I tend to isolate myself mm. or suppress my emotions mm-hmm. and just drown them with busy work, cleaning, or even watching anime for hours and hours and hours until you know I knock out, you know. That's unhealthy. That's very unhealthy, right? <laughs> uh, the healthy aspect is I feel like, again, that's my unhealthy side. My healthy side is I do tend to open up a lot. I do mm-hmm. have my uh, certain individuals, certain people, certain friends like you guys that I reach out like, hey, I'm feeling this way. And, you know, I reached out to Josh and uh, this is me being vulnerable too. Um, there was a season where I felt, well, currently kind of in it still. It's gotten better. But the season, long story short, was... I was feeling some type of way for months and I didn't want to call things for what they were. And I think that's, I think being honest with yourself and where you're at mm-hmm. is a good step of actually analyzing these emotions. That was depression. I think I've been handling yeah. depression for two to three months, you know, and um, it's something we don't want to admit, specifically guys. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I remember that conversation because it was like at six in the morning. Seven. Sorry, I woke you up. No, I was, I was awake. I was, for it the, was bad that morning. For the peop- <laughs> no, for the people that don't know, I... I tend to do my work in the morning, like all my like reports. So he called me when I was doing my reports. So I was like, I'm already awake. Um, but yeah, dude, I 
I agree with you on the whole masking thing. Like, I'm definitely one to joke, make a joke of everything. Right. I'll, someone died, oh, make a joke out of it. Um, yeah, we'll probably make a joke in the funeral. That's cool. Make it. I would really appreciate it. Um, I think that just says to who I am. Right. That means um, me too. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, this guy was a smart ass. <laughs> that that is all. That is all. Um, but yeah, I think definitely masking it in humor. Um, I see it both ways though, where it's like, oh, I kind of use humor as my coping as my coping mechanism, mm-hmm. right? I agree. I listen to comedy a lot. Most most of the days I'm listen, I'm surrounded by comedy. Um but I could definitely see how me making jokes is me kind of trying to avoid the topic because it's making me feel uncomfortable. Right. Um and then again, coming from like someone that works in the mental health field, I imagine just one of my clients telling me something, me making a joke out of it. Well, no. So I feel like I've gotten better <laughs> at like Talking yeah. about emotions and like processing them, but I feel like it's so hard for for me to do it um, inward. Mm. It's it's easy for me to do it with other people, but, but when yourself. it when it when it comes to doing it for myself, I it's it's kind of like mm. a danger zone. Um, I feel like again, I I didn't grow up an angry kid, so I don't think that my sadness led to anger. There's t- there has been times where I like my anger has gotten the best of me. Um, but I, I I can't say that I've punched the wall or like made holes. I, I was never that kid. Um, but yeah, I think, I think for me, whenever I'm feeling a certain type of way, especially when I'm, when I'm sad, I feel like I start cleaning a lot, a lot. Washing dishes. Well, yeah, I I do that every day. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So you're sad, bro? You good? You good, bro? Responsibilities. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but uh, you know when 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 I'm sad, I feel like oh shit, let me let me clean things that don't really need to be clean. Like you do that. It's clean. it's just like mm-hmm. uh, you know, like last night, like I was telling Oscar the back of the toilet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that type of clean. Yo, yeah, hey, that. If you see me with clean a, with a toothbrush, <laughs> right? If you see me clean the restroom, I was like, oh dude, this guy's going through it. I hate cleaning the restroom. So if you see yeah? me doing it. Voluntarily, <laughs> that's a bad sign. So whenever, <laughs> just hit up Kevin and be like, "Hey, how are you feeling today?" <laughs> I, I kind of need someone to clean my toilet. <laughs> Yo, I'm depressed today. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Offering my services all day. Uh, I get hired by a hotel company. There you go, dude. There you go. Hey, you know, get get that income. Um, but like, like I felt like this week I was going through some, you know, some some shiz, you know, and then last night. I don't know why the fuck I decided to wash my clothes, like all my clothes. I cleaned my closet out. Like it was horrible. So I start work like around eight. I went to sleep like around two and then I woke up like around six. So I need, I, I need full sleep. I I've gotten to the point where I definitely need my full sleep, but I've noticed that whenever I'm feeling a certain type of way, I'll start cleaning. Mm. What about you, Oscar? How do you manage your emotions? Unhealthy and healthy. I think I just either don't talk about it. Um, I just go throughout my day. Um, I feel now that I moved to 
LA and I'm by myself. All by myself. Yeah. Fuck us, right? Dude, this is this this for me is getting really emotional. I don't know why. Oh, it is about emotions. Just don't wet your mic, dude. Dude. <laughs> Somebody give me a tissue. Use your sweater, damn it. <laughs> this ain't no picnic man for me I think since I live out here on my own and and I've met incredible people out here um, but I think when I lived with my family I felt like it was a safer place Mm. and now it's kind of like I feel like I'm taking more risk and I'm more vulnerable than ever Mm -hmm. so I feel at times it's like, I don't even know. I think maybe I could even mask it in the sense of just going out with people Mm -hmm. and not really wanting to express my emotions at all or maybe find some entertainment. Of course, of course, it's Mm, like entertainment is easy. mm, Like like staying busy. Yes. Okay. Staying busy, of course. I mean, for me, it's like there's, I, I went through a week where I didn't even want to go to work. And dude, that's me every day, dude. Dude, like, but I'm talking about I actually I've never been that type of person, right? Mm-hmm. To not to not go to work because I feel sad. Yeah. But I literally missed work because I felt sad, and that's not me. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's like I I'm like thinking about this whole emotions thing. It's 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 clarifying a lot of things for me that because I live here and I. And don't have family to rely on, in a sense, like people that have known me for years. I, I feel like I'm at the most sensitive place in my life. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like, dude, my, mm. I feel like I'm more sensitive than I've ever been because yeah. I don't know. That's the question. I, I feel like because I want you to start telling me what I'm feeling. <laughs> Hey, hey, um, hey. We're, we're, we're not going to do therapy here. But no, I'm just free therapy. Hey, man, I charge for that shit. Nah, <laughs> uh, no, but I feel... Do you see, man? Damn it, I forgot. Um, what? <laughs> How'd you forget? Yeah. You're smart. Oh, you stop fucking talking. Stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. So I, I feel like for you, different though. Different experiences than Kevin and I, right? For you, you've had to relearn how to, A, make friends. Mm. And then B, find those people that you could kind of like lean on. Yeah. Right? You, you don't, let me tell you this expressing yourself through a camera is, it's not the same as expressing yourself through human human interaction. Right. Yeah. I saw it through work because that's how I started. Right? I, I started working through Zoom. So I feel like that, that you've had to learn how to adapt to a whole new situation a whole new people that and then even kind of taking a risk and be like you know what i'm gonna be vulnerable and it might backfire dude it's the hardest thing and there's moments where i feel like um like if i'm this vulnerable i like my whole let's say life here in la could just crash and burn you know Mm. I could just not sustain everything that I'm feeling and everything that I'm talking about with people. Mm-hmm. It's hard, like you're saying, relearning how to do friendships and mm-hmm. like sharing these emotions. I feel like if I do this, what are people going to think of me? Mm-hmm. 
who are they going to see? It's tough. It is tough because it battles through my mind. Like, who's really for me? You know, who's really going to be there and support me when I'm feeling this? Because I know my family would, right? My mind, I'm, I'm knowing if I went through something like this with my family, they would be there. But, like, when there's people that I've just met only in a couple months... Yeah, it's like if I share this, what are they gonna think? If I overshare, if I'm too sensitive, because that's how I feel. I feel mm-hmm. like my emotions, my that sensitive sensitive part of who I'm. I'm already a sensitive, crying person, right? Mm-hmm. I cry. I like to. I guess you could say I like to cry. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with it. <clears throat> but like with all those things, sharing it with people and being vulnerable, it feels man. I'm at my weakest. It could just backfire on me. Do you feel like? Can I ask two questions? Yeah? yeah. Okay. I'm going to ask you two questions. Do you feel like it at first... Do you feel... Oh, shit, how do I... All right. Do you feel like that maybe it's just one more event? One more thing and I was like, I'm going to call it quits and I'm going to just go... I'm going to leave. I'm going to yeah. go back. Yeah. That's where you're at. Yeah, it's... But I, I, there's something that tells me to, that this is part of something that I'm building inside of me. It's like a resistance and endurance that Mm -hmm. I never had growing up because I was so dependent on my family. Mm. Right. And I feel like I'm learning how to be really independent and Mm -hmm. really my own person. Mm. And as much, I mean, my parents... They tell me every time, you're welcome back. We want you back. They want me to come back. Yeah. But then I tell them, I look at them, and I'm like, this is what I need to go through. Right. I need I need this in my life. Mm-hmm. I need resistance. I need moments where I feel lowest and finding a way to talk with people and then finding a way through it. And, and honestly, that's uh, that's very mature way of thinking. I think a lot of people, even that are older, don't have that mentality. I think if someone had the opportunity to have a plan B, and I'm not saying, well, in essence, you do, right? If things were to go to shit, you always have somewhere to go, right? Um, It's not that so clear cut, right? But, you know, people will rely on that. One thing's good. So it's easy for us to go back to the things that makes us comfortable. That could be in every aspect. And... For you to be mature enough that you know what, even though, yes, this is hard, yes, this is something that's challenging me, and you're willing to go through it, that's very mature. And people don't realize that. I think the sooner we realize that as individuals, that it's going to come back to you no matter what, no matter you run away, you're, you won't move up or you won't move on in life, at least in emotionally aspect, if you don't face these issues and traumas and upbringings that... Yeah. <laughs> They actually do have a lot to do with emotions, right? Yeah. And I, I think the what made it even harder was the isolation. Because if you think about it, you you isolated for a while. You came into L.A. when everyone was isolating, right? We had yeah. to socially distance ourselves from the whole world. And we do that. That took a toll on me. And I was with my family. Yeah. I could only imagine what it's like for someone to be out here all by themselves, isolated. You know, I mean, it that's hard. That's but I think definitely these moments are gonna teach you and they, they I, I know I've learned from it. 
where I felt the lowest where I'm like, yeah, I don't ever want to be there again. Right. I know what that looks like. I know what it feels like. Yeah, I'm not going to be there. Yeah. I know what I could do now to kind of not feel that way anymore. A, I could reach out. B, I could do this. I see I could do this. Yada, yada, yada. Right? We all have our ways of kind of just trying to make ourselves feel better. Because at the end of the day, we need to make ourselves feel better. Yeah. We can't rely on someone else and be like, hey, hey, make me feel better. It's, it's our responsibility. Yeah. And it, if we look to find to seek comfort, uh, if we if we become the people to be like, hey, make me feel better, we're becoming those people that always come to us and be like, man, you know, I, I always see you and you're happy, you know? We got to make ourselves happy. Right. Because okay. at the end of the day, that we only got ourselves. Yeah, man. Ah. Uh. Man, we should, we do, should we do part two? Yes, I think there's so much. I think we kind of just hit the tip of the iceberg. The tip of the iceberg, honestly. I think we just scratched the surface a lot. And we actually discussed this before. There's a lot of things that playing with emotions. Again, we've talked about upbringings. Well, briefly, um, it can be our traumas, it can be our relationships, our past relationships, trust. There's so much. And so we are definitely going to do part two to this podcast. Um, so, yeah, man, I think, thank you guys for being so vulnerable. Let's do a trilogy. Yep. What? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> um, so just, uh, you guys will probably not hear this. So I feel like we're, we'll just put on Instagram, hey, this is our topic for the week. You know, let us know. And then we'll just kind of like so, so get kind of get feedback from the from the from that one listener. Uh, yeah, thank you, you faithful <laughs> one listener. Yeah, I mean, if you guys have any questions and you guys anything that you know you would like to us to maybe I don't know expand on or even kind of just consider talking about regarding the emotions, um, definitely send us DM. We'll go ahead and send a question on our story. Um, you know, that'll definitely be awesome. But again, thank you guys so much for tuning in. I can't wait to do part two of our emotions topic. Um, I really thank you guys for being open and honest, man. I think this is tough and this is our healthy way. And then you guys are going to notice a slight change in our time. It's just we were kind of dumb and didn't realize that. (laughs) That we we were aiming for 45 minutes and then I was the one that was putting up the episodes and i'm like why the hell are they all an hour and a half that was our bad that was our bad uh we were done yeah we're done we we didn't look at we rookies we we were looking at at the seconds and we thought that that was correct but in reality it was was an hour and 30 minutes so sorry about that sorry about that guys our goal is to keep it at 45 minutes you guys um but 50 250 at this point we're doing better but we'll if we better. want we could 51. do an hour and 30 we could totally do three Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> all right y'all again follow us on complex minds pod on ig remember our episodes can be found on apple and on spotify so mm-hmm. we'll be sharing our links there in the bio um and yeah man it's been great all see right you guys for part two yes. see you kitties next week for part two peace out guys deuces